Hey, 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 hey. Bull bros. Well, I guess Bull bro. <laughs> <laughs> and Coach Defensor's here today. How we doing, Coach? And the pseudo boat, bro. Yes, I'm here. I'm <laughs> here filling in. I'm it. here filling in. Andrew, my guy, what's going on? Yeah, good, man. Good, good to see you. So, guys, throw your questions out. I know we got Aether in. We got a few other folks jumping in right now. So, Coach, can you talk about where people could find you, what podcast you're on right now? Give us a little bit of a plug on, on uh, what's going on here with, uh, with your, your gigs. Well, as always, man, Coach Defense, uh, uh, at Lockdown Defense on Twitter, Lockdown Defense Sports Instagram, Lockdown Defense Sports on Instagram, just to get that clear. Uh, Lockdown Defense Sports G- at gmail.com. If you have questions, uh, we have our own podcast network that uh, is uh, NBA and NFL all-encompassing sports news. But, of course, you know, uh, my home base is uh, Chargers uh, football for football <laughs> and uh, the Lakers for basketball. So as you can see, right above my head, I got a Kobe Bryant jersey, got an LT jersey. As Hell always, yeah. the plethora of hats in the background as well as on my head. So, you know, it's always Chargers all day. So, uh, you know, we definitely cover off a lot of Chargers and Lakers news as well on top of the fact that we do uh, general sports news. But, yeah. But, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell, man. You know, and also, like I said, anytime I can jump on with the boat, bro, to talk Chargers news. I'm ready and able. So, man, let's talk about some news, man. Let's get into it. You know, um, thank you so much. And by, thank you for hopping on right now. You know, the Bolt Bros, the other two, James and Kyle, both of them had a few things that, you know, kept them out from joining today. So thanks for hopping on. But look, guys, I will say this. I'm excited about the news that we have here. But I want to show some interesting stats that Kyle shared with Coach and myself. By the way, I wish there was a way we can share with you our chat threads that the Bolt Bros have. We, we literally talk about the Chargers news all day, every day. And by the way, three questions out. Aether, everybody, all you guys, everyone joining in right now, Carlos, throw your questions out. We're going to go through all the free agency signings, everything we see happening. But I want to th- I want to throw out this one statistic I think is really interesting. Kyle shared this with us earlier today. I thought this was hilarious. Does it ever feel like a lot of departing L.A. Charger players go to division rivals? That's because they do. Because 2013, <laughs> they lead the league in percentage of de- – departing free agents to go to division rivals yo crazy i mean it's it's not even close like you know i mean the closest person is the eagles and we're we're head and shoulders above them like wow that's that's amazing okay so coach why do you think this is and in in the chat guys why do you think this is the case i mean i'm so confused and i and i i sat back and i saw this i'm like wow that can't be the case and i and i thought well because our boy Drew Tranquil, guess what? He signed with the Chiefs. That he did. That, that he did. And you know, one year all, contract, by the way. One, one year, year contract. contract. Yeah. And and there's a lot of conversation about what was talked about behind the scenes. Well, you know, honestly, don't know. We always speculate exactly what happened when it comes down to uh what you know when they on between Telesco and 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 Drew and, and Coach uh Staley and things of that nature, but he ended up with the rival, you know, Melvin Gordon was another big name. I saw a graphic, yep. them two together, yep. that they said, you know, people were speculating that, that we offered them a, a steady and, and and just contract in both cases. And they both bet on themselves to think they can get a bigger bigger and better contract in open market, and it didn't happen. Yeah. And then they ended up signing for a one-year deal, which was much less money, and never came back to the idea that they would get paid in large and in a long-term deal. So... I mean, I hope that doesn't the case for Drew. I mean, I think he's a really good guy. Um, you know, he has a really good podcast out there that he was doing, you know, in the last yep. couple of years that yep. took off. So, you know, it, it was it was I would like to have retained him, you know, because he's one of the guys we drafted in the fourth round. But uh <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, Carlos. I love it. 
That's funny. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, the tranquilizer, it's, it's, I love that. The tranquilizer to the queefs. Wow, <laughs> Jesus, man. Yeah, where's I'll Alex? Is that is Alex? Has Alex uh, popped in on the? Uh, he DM me on Twitter that day it happened. He said I can. I didn't. He said I didn't have tranquil going to us on my bingo card. I bet. I bet you didn't. Yeah, I, I don't. bet you didn't. I don't think anybody did, man. Like I tell you, no. like wow, dude, like like really for real and. And it was a one-year contract. I don't even know. I, don't, I can't remember exactly how much it was. Was it four million, five million? Yeah, it was something, something like, that? like that. Yeah, it was. I think it might have been incentivized up to like six, seven million, maybe. But yeah, his base salary is going to be like four million dollars, I think. Okay, so here's my thought on that. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I asked myself this question, Coach. I go, okay, wait a minute. Like, okay, you sign a one-year contract. Yeah, you make right. five million dollars, right? Okay, half of that goes to your. Well, maybe not half, but. Uncle Sam's got to make quite a bit. Your government's got to get their beak wet. They they take quite a bit of that money. Now, I will we, say this, the taxes in KC are probably different than LA, but yes. Well, that's yes. very true. Okay, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Well, but here's my thing I, I say, okay, that's a bit of a risk. When you go to a team like the Chiefs, okay, you're there for one year. What mm-hmm. if you hurt yourself, right? What, what if you blow your knee out, you're done, and you're just messed up for another, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're like a, like a JC Jackson type situation. Well, what mm-hmm. happens to you then? You're damaged goods at that point, right? You don't sign the long term contract, you got a one year contract. I don't know. He had back issues all season. There were all these yeah. issues that popped up around it. And I thought, man, I just, I don't know that that's the right move for Drew, but I mean, it's you also got to look at it. He's 28. He's not, he's not a spring chicken I mean, in, in, as NFL as well. So, you know, you have to mitigate that risk, you know, in a sense, because I would have me personally at 28, if the charges will offer me three to four year deal, I mean, I'm, that's going to set me up to my to year thirty two. I would have more likely took a net deal versus a one year deal. And who's? I mean, unless you have a a massively breakout season, like you said, an injury free. And to your point, it's going to be rough to, to advertise a twenty nine year old guy wanting a long term deal at a middle linebacker yeah. spot who isn't a bit hasn't been a pro bowler, hasn't been all pro things of that nature. Very productive for us the last couple of years. Not taking it away from him, but. Looking from the business side, I would say it's kind of rough to turn down a long-term deal, even though it was less money than you thought you were going to get, uh, than going with a one-year deal to the Chiefs. Now, we all know what the Chiefs were, 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 where their mission was. That was Intel. That was Intel uh, signing. It wasn't anything about, you know, he's going to be our mainstay. He's going to be our middle backer for the next four or five years. It was strictly Intel. Yep, 100%. You know, they, they, they yeah. was, it, was, it, was, it was strictly reconnaissance mission. For them to say that they were going to, uh, uh, you know, retain him for a year. Because think about it like this: they got Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. Did they really need an inside backer? No, uh, on their team, they didn't. No, they, they don't. Yeah, so it was all all recon, all recon. I think that's I think that's the growing thing. Is I think that the idea of of it being a little bit personal, and petty for the on the players' part, and it's also being the other teams. Uh, options to pick them up, like Tillery being picked up by the Raiders last year, Melvin Gordon going to the Broncos, and he subsequently signed with the Chiefs. He never left the division. You know, you got to look at it from that perspective. Uh, teamers back in the division, Faceon. You know, I mean, we the list goes on and on in regards to guys that, that stay in the division and, and the team lick, licks their chops to say that we can get intel on the charges, you know, ins and outs based upon the people we sign. You know, well, and, it's, it, and it's not costing them anything. They're typically one year deals. They're yeah. very highly salary based, so they can be cut at any point in time with no guaranteed money. But that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. That's that. the trend. You know, tra- uh, you know the tranquilizer. I love that, by the way, Carl. That is, that's a good one. Yeah, he he wore the green dot last year. He wore the green dot that he did. From, and, took it from Derwin and gave it to him. Yeah, that's right. And, and mm-hmm. so you say to yourself, okay, okay, he wears a green dot. He knows our defense better than just about anybody. You, you mm-hmm. know, period. 
you get him for five million dollars, five whatever, whatever they did, whatever they're paying him. I think it's five million is what I, I remember seeing something around that nature. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, five million dollars. This guy is perfect for Intel, right? A hundred percent. I'm like, that's a great, that's a great way of saying it, coach. So Aether's got a question for you right now. So Aether said, Hey, uh, I got a question for the coach. Um, and by the way, guys, throw your questions out. Um, and we're going to, we're going to talk about all the free agents, uh, but we want to just kind of go through this as we go. Um, but we got a first question here for Aether, um, for you, coach. Okay. Um, so do you think the Chargers are doing the right thing this offseason by trying to win now and not rush Herbert's contract? I believe that they do. They did, but let me hear you hear you think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, I think they're always slow playing. It comes with long-term deals, especially when it comes yeah, to the quarterback sure. position. Uh, you know, and you have it. He's on his fourth year this year. And then, you know, whenever you, between now and I think May 1st is the option, you have the in, enable to fifth year option. So you have it up to that deadline, but that's deadline. So they should do that. So you're looking at him being on a rookie-esque contract for the next two years, and then they have that leeway in the negotiation period to sign that long-term deal, and it doesn't kick in for another two years. So them, you know, trying to focus on, you know, what's the what's the now and and, and trying to win now, I think it's a it's a it's a fifty-fifty play. It's a fifty-fifty play in the sense that they want to be able to maximize the idea of him being on a rookie contract and to prove to the organization that they can be mainstays and they can, you know, prove to them that they could be the type of uh, uh, coaching staff that can win and win consistently. So I think that was, yeah. I think it's a, a bit of a staley thing as far as he wants to prove, you know, him and Telesco, because I think Telesco has been here, what, 10 years now. So he wants to, he, he wants yeah. to prove to the, to the Spanos family that they're the guys, you know, they're the guys for the job. So I think that's, it's a, it's a bit of a twofold process when it comes to that, because I think it's one, they're trying to, you know, I want to say preserve their jobs, but in a sense, yes. And two, they're trying to prove that they can, you know, maximize the, the roster while they're Harvest on a rookie deal because we see what the numbers are when it comes to quarterback play. It's going to get, get real inexpensive at other places when Herbert gets his 50, 55, $56 million a year. So, you know. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. Like him and Burrow, got, they, listen, they're going to go. They, what, what did Jalen Ramsey do for years ago? He backed the Brinks truck up to the organization's front door. Yep. Yeah, they're gonna have to do that because that's gonna be a lot of a lot of dollars being thrown their way. Um, and then again, the market keeps changing, you know, because I think if Jalen Hurts gets signed before they do, he's gonna set the market. You know, Lamar Jackson's contract, whatever that's gonna be, to whoever he go to play for, you know, that's gonna be it. So, yeah, it's 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 a business move, and in a sense, you know, I think that he, I think they're confident they can get something done. And he, and the, the extra added bonus is that. The kid was a Chargers fan from from day one, so he it, it, the idea of him want to resign is very likely, in my opinion. Yeah, so I, I think they I think they're now you know scared or concerned that he will walk out the door if they don't do things done get things done now. Yeah, well, and, and again, he's he's a generational talent. I mean, that guy's the best. Oh yeah. Now, and I've said this over and over again that I really do not believe that. So Kellen Moore, I think he's here for one year. I, that's all I think he's here for because I, I, think, I think so. no matter what. So we were what, um, you know, we we were we were okay. We had a little bit of a, a downturn last season with the mm-hmm. offense. Let's say we're top five. I okay. promise you, there's no chance that Kellen Moore stays with us next year. Even if we just go to like the AFC Championship game, we don't make it mm. a Super Bowl. AFC mm-hmm. Championship, he's gone because he came here, he made the team better, and then he left. And I, how funny would it be? Let's say, let's say the, let's say like the um, Cowboys don't make it to the playoffs next year. Mm-hmm. With Dad Prescott. Oh, dude, he's there. What, he's gonna be the reason. <laughs> but, but, but how hilarious would be if he gets. If if uh, McCarthy gets fired, oh, he goes then, back to the Cowboys. If he goes back to the yeah, Cowboys, he has to go. Yeah, 
I was actually having this conversation with a with a Cowboys fan just the other day. And I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm like, how do they let Kellen Moore walk? I understand they need a fall guy, but that guy is the man, dude. So like, dude. Well, I mean, Dan Quinn's offense defense was what top five, you know, yeah. in certain categories. So you can't fire him. McCarthy's the is the is the yes man for with Jerry Jones. So you got to keep him. So 100%. I guess the only guy, only uh, only natural guy would be Kellen Moore's, uh, you know, ousting, but. You know, I, I think it was a mutual parting. I think that he didn't want to be he, – he had a certain philosophy that he wanted to employ, and McCarthy was holding him back. I feel like he he felt like he wanted to go somewhere where he can kind of, you know, spread his wings and do things the way he wanted to be done. You know, because McCarthy has a bit of old-school feel. He wants to run the ball and kill a clock and do things in, in, uh, in uh, I guess you can say, 80s, 90s football lore. But yeah, sure. the game is different now. So, you know, he wants to push the ball down the field. He wants to throw it a lot, much like most people do in this league now. So he felt like the Chargers were the best opportunity to get it done. And he felt like he got upgraded quarterback as well, having Justin Herbert uh, throw the ball for him instead of Dak Prescott. Yeah, and Dak, Dak, Dak's okay at best, right? Dak was pretty mm-hmm. pissed off when he left as well, too. So why don't we talk about Willie here real quick? So this is great. So Chargers mm-hmm. need to – I said La Chargers. I love that little French accent right there. La LA, Chargers. Right. Right. LA Chargers, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know it's, it's funny. Let's try, yeah. I don't know why I thought that. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, needs to play Xander Horvath more in the back. I agree 100%. In fact, I will tell you this. I think Kellen Moore will use him quite a bit because he's extremely creative in the formations. There's a buddy of mine that was, um, he's a big Kellen Moore fan, even through his time through Boise State. Look, he knows how to manage it. And, I, and again, you're right, Willie. I think he could even be offensive lineman or a tight end, hybrid tight end. You know, the thing about, the thing about Xander Horvath specifically was he was originally a linebacker, right? And then he was converted to a running back. So mm-hmm. you know, he can play a lot of different positions. I actually like him as a tight end as well, too, because he's got pretty good hands as well, too. So I, th- I think it's a good thing. Um, why don't we talk about Austin Eckler? I know this is the big conversation. So, Coach, I want to get your yeah. thoughts. And by the way, in the chat, what do you guys think about Austin Eckler? Is he going to go or not go? Because my my feeling personally is that this was a whole ploy to get a larger contract, which – Look, he's he'll be 28 when the season starts. He'll be 28. Mm-hmm. Running backs do not last in this league, Mm-mm. so he's out there to get his money. And I understand that, right? He's he's lower paid down the list. Restructured these four major contracts. There's money left over, but he also understands that people got to get paid. He's got to get paid. Yeah. So, coach, what, what's your thoughts on Eckler at this point? I'm I'm curious what what, what your thoughts are. It's a rough Is he going to go? Or not go? I think I think it's going to end up being because of the way things settled in the market. He's probably going to stay. I think that I he's going to stay. Yeah, yep. I feel like he's going to stay and play his contract out. Now, I'm just hoping that, and I think he has a better attitude about things than Melvin Gordon did. Because um, yeah. you know, Melvin Gordon his last year contract, he was very contentious about his uh, situation. He he sat out for a little while, and then you know he came back, you know, and, and, and begrudgingly and played his contract out, and then went into free agency after that. Um, but I think that he's going to have to end up playing it out because if you look at look at the market of running backs who are younger than him and how they got paid, very, very minor contracts. You're talking an average of about $2.5 to $3 million per year annually. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm, I'm sure he's looking for more than that. At least that's what he probably presented to the Chargers mm-hmm. based on his production yeah. level, right? Yep. But, you know, outside of, you know, Chris McCaffrey, who had his, already had his deal in place in San Fran, nobody's getting paid from the running back position. You right. know, him and Dalvin Cook are probably the only people that are getting paid at this moment. Well, and Dalvin so, Cook is free agent as well too, right now. No, Dalvin Cook signed. He oh, he signed. did. Oh, I, when did he sign? No, he he signed. He, his contract is is he has a void years on his contract, but he has a contract through the next three years with yeah, the Vikings. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, so he he signed with them. Um, I want I'm gonna give you the numbers real quick. Yeah, he signed through 2025. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's got a contract for them in 2025. So yeah. Interesting. So, 
Well, so, and, and again, it's one of those situations where I ask myself this question. And again, guys, look, here's the thing. Running backs are not as important in the NFL right now because of the way the passing game is exploiting the defense. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, like, it's not a conversation around, okay, think, think, think of you being a cornerback at this point. Cornerbacks do not get paid that much money. They take major hits from running backs nine times out of ten. So guess what? Most of the talent does not go to cornerback positions. Right? They just don't. Mm. So when you get a guy like a JC Jackson, who you know arguably was one of the best, you know, Mr. INT, right? Amazing. Jalen Ramsey, amazing. Mm. Right? But the, the point is that people don't want to be cornerbacks because the league's rules against passing do not help them defend the pass at all. Right. Mm. It's a hundred percent pass heavy. And you got a guy like Justin Herbert, who arguably has one of the best arms in the league. Why do you care about having a good running back? So the point is Austin Eckler's value is dropping. And it sucks to say that because he's what almost 40 touchdowns in two years. But at the end of the yeah. day, what does it really matter? It doesn't matter because Telesco and Brandon Silly that said over and over again that we're probably going to throw the ball more than we're going to run the ball. It is what it is. Mm. Yeah, and we saw and it last year. I, although I cried that we need to run the ball more to not make us so one-dimensional. You know, you need to you need to have a good decent you need to have a decent run game to close games out. But you know, yes. for the first three quarters, people are, are throwing the ball. You know, yep. outside of being you know extremely bad weather and things of that nature. I mean, I look I harken back to that Bills Bengals playoff game where the Bengals ran the ball and they throw it, and the, and the Bills wanted to still throw the ball over the yard, and and Josh Allen looked horrible. So, you know, outside of those circumstances and we live in, you know, we work, we live in and work in LA, the LA spectrum with a dome stadium. So we don't typically have those kind of problems. So I would like to believe that, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be more, I would pay a receiver, you know, 10 times over before I pay a running back when it comes down to those uh, numbers. See, and, and, and that's kind of the sad story of the league in general because the, the running back is the one that takes a lot of hits. They get they do. up left and right guys. I mean, you got to remember, they're blitz. They're blocking the blitzers, the edge rushers, half the time, saving a quarterback's life. Mm. Again, why did not? Why, why did Isaiah Spiller not play? That's Largely a good because because he could not pick up the bl- the blitz. His pass so he was bad. Yeah, mm. yeah, he was missing the blitz constantly. And you got to remember, you got Justin Herbert back there. You do not want your crown jewels to get slammed. And that's, that's where Eckler was really good. He's very good at picking up the blitz. He's very good at protecting the quarterback. But unfortunately. You know, what's the value of that? Now, this is a good point. Optimus Rhyme, anyone who wanted Eckler bad enough would have given up a pick and big extension would have done it by now. Maybe Bears draft draft it. You know, you never know how it's going to play out. I've always said, I think last live, I said second or third round pick, I think would get it done, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a lot to ask from somebody. A second, third round pick. A well, 20-year-old running back. Again, his production has been great. Like I said, you know, he's one of the, you know, he's going to draft the first in the fantasy in most drafts, but... Yep. You got you to gotta understand that if it's going to be a long-term deal for you yep. as a team, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a rough investment because you also got to realize that, you know, I love Austin Eckler, but he's 200 pounds, you know, and that's pounds. not the ideal size for a running back, you know, and the, the lighter you are and the older you are, the more likely you will, you know, take punishment and, and incur injuries. It just, I don't <laughs> wish it on them, but it's just the facts of the matter. It just, it happens, you know, even, yep. if, even receivers that are, are a light in frame, they when they get a little bit older, they, they tend to have these nagging injuries. So you, you have to understand that, especially when I can go into the draft and, and draft a guy like uh you know Sean Tucker, uh, uh 
Ejon Robinson, the name's been flying yep. around yep. Yep. the internet exactly. as far as who's the top running back. You know, Jamar Gibbs from Alabama. You know, if I can get a 22, 23-year-old running back versus at a cheap rookie deal price in the second or third round versus spending big money on Austin Eckler, although he is productive at this moment, I'm likely going to go in the draft, you know, and I think that if you did trade for him, it would be with something after the draft because you didn't get the guy you wanted in the draft. So if you say hypothetically it was a run on running backs and the guy you wanted wasn't there, then you come back to the table and say, hey, what do you want for Austin Eckler? And, but then it's either a play or a conversation for next year. We didn't, we're not even talking this year. So I think yeah. that might be a, a play. But if none of that happens, like I said, to my point, I think he goes back and plays with Chargers at least one more year and then we'll have to address, be talking about the same thing over again come next offseason. But – and then there, yeah. there'll be no money left over because we got to pay Herbert at that point. I know, so, I know, so, I know. So it, it's, it's a done deal. It's a I right. mean, between <laughs> between that and, and the restructuring they did with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, yeah, Khalil, exactly. Joey, it's a lot. We don't have any money. <laughs> Just be yeah. honest. And 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 and, that, and that's the point, right? Like, and again, Toby, you're right. Eckler's too small. He really is, but he's not really a running back, right? He's just not a running back. Now, now I'm going to say one thing. Um, Isaiah Spiller was the youngest player in the NFL draft last season. I don't know. If, a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know this. Yep. He was 19, I think, when he entered the draft. 19 years old, dude. Crazy. Is, is that right? Because you have to be, you have to be three years, uh, three years into the football, college football, before you can actually play in the leagues. That's yeah. interesting. He was he was the youngest player in the draft mm. last season. I remember they talk about that constantly. Mm. So, so let me say this. Let me let me say this. So he's 22 okay. now, so he had to be 21. He had to be 21 last year. 21. Yeah, but yeah. I remember he was the youngest player. I think mm. maybe he was 19 as he entered the draft, something of that nature. But he, yeah, so he sat for pretty much a year now. So he's there, but he was very, he was 20, that's right, 20, mm. 19 to 20, either way. But I remember right. they constantly talk about him being the youngest player. Yeah. So my thought is this, right? He's got raw talent. I still ask the question do we really need to get B. John Robinson? But here's the thing we lose Eckler, why not get B. John Robinson? Then we have a two running back set. You put Spiller backfield, JK. Oh my gosh, dude. Dude, we, we would. Dude, our backfield will be just absolutely sick and stacked, and long term would just be absolutely amazing, right? So, we'll see what happens. But again, I don't even know that B. John's going to be there at twenty-one. I just don't think he will be. I mean, it's possible that he isn't. It just depends on who's who, who's going to uh, see the value in him and draft him in the first round. And if you want to be able to stretch his deal out, because it's something when you get to around pick fifteen, people yep. look at it from a perspective of not only getting the guy in the first round is he a first round talent? He's kind of fringe first round talent, but also get that fifth year option. If, yep. I, if I feel like he's good. So if, if Bijan's hanging around about 15, 16, I believe that I can get five years out of him out instead of four and have to resign him, then I might jump up and take him in the first round. Or you might get a trade-up. Somebody might trade up to get him in the first round, yep. like they did with Jermaine Johnson last year for the Jets. So it could be one I of those situations. That. I can see that. Now, mm-hmm. Optimus, this is, a great, this is a great point, right? So, look, here, here's the reason why he was so good against, you know, in Lombardi's system. Herbert was hurt. He couldn't mm-hmm. throw the ball. He, he probably could not really throw the ball downfield because of his rib injuries. Mm-hmm. So – you still have a lot of people that, okay, fine. Like, was that an off year for both years? Probably, because Lombardi was all about moving the sticks. He didn't really care about driving the ball downfield like, like the Eagles and the Chiefs like to do. Because mm-hmm. that's, their, that's their offense. Like, they, they know what they're doing to move the ball downfield. Whereas Lombardi, hey, let's just move the sticks. Let's move the sticks, then we'll figure out the red zone. Bro, that doesn't work that way, right? And he just – he never quite understood the situation there. So – we can talk about Eckler forever, but it'd be really interesting to see what plays out with him. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Again, I think a second or third would make sense to me, but we'll go from there. So uh, we got another question here for you um, from Aether. 
if I'm not sure of Aether. Uh, okay, give, okay. So I guess this is maybe just me. Uh, but you, I, I want you, I want to throw it to you since you're our guest about Drew Tranquil here from Aether. And guys, keep throwing your questions out as well. Too. Right. Keep them coming. We're, we're going to be on for at least an hour at this point. So keep throwing your questions out. And we're going to go through all the free agency signings as well, too. So we got plenty more to go. We just want to go through. And we're going to go to J.K. Scott. We're going to talk about Eric Hendricks. I know a few people talked about him. Morgan Fox, Easton Stick, Donald Parham, all the above. We're going to go through all of them. Okay. Yes, yeah, his last season was definitely his best season because I, I think it was what his, his second season. Was the second season that he had? He got the, the leg injury in the first game against the Bengals? Yeah, it was Herbert's yeah. rookie year, so it was Herbert's yeah. rookie year. So yeah, that was that cost him a whole year. Um, but um, you know, I I, I like Drew um, when he came in because he was a converted safety. You know, that, that tells me that you have uh, enhanced coverage skills. You yes. know, so that definitely is is is, a, is an added bonus. And I I did like his production uh, a little bit, a little bit touch and go with the in the run game. That was one that probably one of his biggest issues that I had with him was regarding uh, his production. But um, you know, his blitzing, uh, his coverage ability, you know, his speed, his ability to uh, move sideline to sideline was always great. You know, um, you know, and his like I said, his, his last year was our most productive year with us. But you know, like I said, it is a business. You know, it is a business. And again, you know, was was it a under the covers? Was it a him betting on himself? Did we really offer him a contract? You know, we don't know the logistics of it. You know, and, and nobody's saying that's involved. But you know, for my money, I would like to believe because you know, if you re- before you reach for Eric Kendricks, you know, in the free agency and pay him what you paid him, you know, would you much rather have a you know, some a somewhat younger guy because I've got to realize that him, him Eric Kendricks aren't that far off in age yeah, as I not, thought. Like, like I can see if like he was 24, 25, then it would be a no brainer, right? You want to go with the younger guy, right? Um, if you can get similar production out of him, but you know, they're not as they're not as far off in age as I thought because I think Drew came in the league when he was 24. Now I think about it yes, from Notre was. Dame. Yep. So he was, yep. So yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it's a rough, it's a rough ask. I mean, it, it really is a rough ask. I mean, well, had I been upset that he resigned and we didn't get Eric Kendricks? No. I do. I'm not about having Eric Kendricks to mentor uh, K9. No, I mean it's it's. I don't think we lose in either situation, but it just sucks that he was the Chiefs. I think that's the only thing yeah. we all agree on. It is he was, it sucks that he was the Chiefs. <laughs> that's the best way of saying it, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, no. And again, yeah. Watch Eckler go to the Chiefs at this point. I think. Oh my. Don't God, say that. Don't say that. that. <laughs> Listen, I can I cannot handle that. Okay, it's one thing for a middle linebacker to go, but the, the, our star yeah, running back. Eckler, that's no. no. No, no, we're not gonna no. trade him. Like, listen, first of all, he would have to go there in free agency next year. Like, we're not gonna That's trade true. him to the Chiefs. That, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Yeah, yeah, but but you know, you're right though, Toby. You're right. He's small, and again, that's the argument. You, you guys remember? Um, oh my God, what, what's my what's what's the little homie that was on the Chargers forever? He went to the Saints for oh my God, and then Sproles. Darren Sproles. Yeah, I love Sproles. I had a Sproles jersey. I do not know where I can find it, but I, mm. I lost it completely. I don't. I think I let somebody borrow it. I don't even have the damn jersey back now. Sproles was the man, dude. But 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 what was the argument with him constantly? He's fumbling. too small. He's yeah, too fumbling. small. And he fumbled. Yeah. And he fumbled yeah. too. So mm-hmm. my point is, it is what it is, right? The league has their own formulation, and I promise you, they're 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 pumping out statistics. They're saying this is what it is, right? And so, you know, and Adam, this is a good point. He is a workhorse. He's an and that guy is a freaking stud. And trust me, we don't want. I don't want to see him walk. Period. I do not want to see him walk one bit. But the reality is he's making a decision for himself mm-hmm. and he's making a decision for the team specifically as well, too. So it is what it is, right? I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what he gets. We'll see if it even happens at all. It might just be positioning because at the end of the day, we could come back and say, hey, we, we got another $3 million. We can we can pay you for two more years and let's go mm-hmm. from there. You'll be 30 when you're done with this and then we can figure it out. 
right? So yeah, maybe find us some endorsement money. Find them some type of money they can kind of counteract that well, amount of money he was trying to get. Because this probably, it, it, something. something. <laughs> but he, I think he's looking at it from a perspective. This is last year to cash in. Like he he has it to is. cash in now. He and if he doesn't, then he's likely going to be able to not be able to get a a decent contract. And he hasn't gotten one up to this point. He hasn't gotten a, a Dalvin Cook or a Christian McCaffrey deal yet. And he's 100%. been as productive or more productive in touchdowns than he have over the course of the last three years. So. It's, it's a rough business, but I think that maybe he'll come back in the cooler heads of Bavel and he realizes the market isn't great for running backs at the moment, and it probably won't be that way either next year. And he says, well, this team is, you know, is trending in the right direction. Then maybe he'll want to come back for an economical deal. We'll see. Well, so cooler heads prevail. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. We just signed Donald Parham, okay? Yes, yes. And um, I think – that signing is, and I wanted to do a video on it on Friday. I was super busy. And guys, we've been very busy in the offseason, you know, personally and whatever. But Parham coming back, I think, changes the scope of a lot of conversations, even in the draft in general. Mm-hmm. Every mock draft I see now is we're picking up B. John Robinson, which, okay, great. I would love to see him at 21. But I just don't know that he's going to be there at 21. The way well, he did. I'm in a minority in that, by the way. I'm in a okay, minority okay. on that one. Okay, I, no, I, I, I want to hear this, coach. This is exactly what I want. To, yeah, I want to hear this. Let's hear it. So I, I don't. I still don't believe we should pick up a running back in the first round. I think. See, I, I think. I, agree. I think we go. Right. I think we go wide receiver. I think we should go wide receiver. And honestly, we need a solid stretch slot, speedy wide receiver, and to go along with Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I believe that wholeheartedly. I've been saying it for two years. Ever since the year where Herbert's rookie, we had Tyron Johnson, we had Jalen Guyton, they were both healthy. We got two, four, three guys running in the slot, you know, stretching the field. I'll open up windows for Keenan and Mike to get open underneath, <laughs> and we can throw the ball over top is when is when we were most successful from an offensive perspective. And that was with LeBride calling plays. Yes, exactly. So, right. yeah. so if we can if we can unlock that aspect of it with Kellen Moore, who to me is an upgrade at offensive coordinator, the sky should be the limit for Herbert. I mean, he might throw for 5,000 yards in, in 40 touchdowns. I mean, we don't, we just don't know. But we, See, I think I, we I, need that more so than, than I think we need a tight, we need a tight end. The tight end cast is deep in this draft, and we need a wide receiver. And wide receiver and tight end in that order. So we're talking about Zay Flowers at this point? I'm actually talking about, if he's still there at 21, I'm talking about uh, Jackson Smith, JSN. I want JSN. There you go. Okay. I want JSN. I like so, Zay Flowers, but Zay Flowers is the same problem with Eckler has. He's small. He's like he small put on some, he packed with some pounds in the offseason, but he had a he got a hold. He's holding it at 180 and he put that on. He was playing yep. at 170. So if you if you know football like I know football, you don't put on pounds in the, in the during the season, you lose them. So if well, he's if he's standing at 180 in the offseason, most likely when the season <laughs> starts about midway, he's gonna be about 175, 170. Yeah, I mean he's oh. yeah he he he's probably one eighty soaking wet, dude. Like right. he's so skinny, he's so skinny he's got to run around the shower to get wet. Right. There Here's my point. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my old man's jokes. Yeah, he's my he's my dad. So okay, so 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 when we talk about Parham, I always ask myself this question. Okay, so but okay, first and foremost, I'm so glad we resigned him because I thought he was a stud. Now, mm. so agree or disagree with me on this, coach? In, okay. in, in the chat, please. You do not use him for blocking situations. Yes or no? No. No, you hundred percent. I so use not. him as a wide receiver, one hundred percent. He's he's a stretch. He's what, it's what they call a stretch tight end. He he's a detached tight end. He don't, he's not 100%. an inline blocking 100%. tight end. You use him. Yep. You use him situationally. So, which also lends to my idea and supports my concept that we should get an inline tight end in the draft because yet again, Gerald Everett's contract is up after this year. So you get a young tight end that link yep. with Herbert for the next four to five years, yep. and you would get a guy that can block and and stretch the field yeah. and run routes and be uh, physical in the middle of the field. 
See, and I, and Adam, you're a good point here, right? So look, I think I think a tight end is the way to go, right? Because this is a very heavy tight end class. But at the end of the day, mm. um, Kellen Moore really likes a lot of uh, jumbo sets. He likes three tight ends, two tight mm-hmm. ends all mm-hmm. the time. Now, we all know that we've had problems, you know, blocking with you know some of our tight ends at this point. But again, you got Parham. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, look, I, I think bottom line, you bring another tight end, you're, we're going to be in good shape. So, and again, we mm-hmm. need somebody for the future. So, but I've always said this first round pick needs to be a guy that can start day one, period, no matter Agreed. what, day Agreed. one, whoever it is, it has to be the guy that, you know, you can plug and play right out of the gate. And there was a question here I wanted to talk about. Uh, okay, here we go. Optimus from, okay. Th- this is a little off the subject real quick, but I want to, I want to, I want to get to Optimus Rhyme's question here real quick. So coach, what, what do you think about this from Optimus Rhyme? No, I don't think it's going to haunt us because you know, if we honestly, truly, we, if they had to trade him this year, it wouldn't hurt us cap wise. He has a high, he had, he had a high cap yep. number versus a very low guarantee money deal. So that's the way the work the cap works. So the money that's guaranteed for you, you have to eat that if you trade him, right? But if you have a high cap salary number, that just gets transferred to the other team. So if he's twenty million dollars, twenty one million dollars in salary, but only five million dollars in guaranteed money, the team that he's going to eats the 24, 21 million, and we only yep. eat the five. You yep. know, and we save $21 million in, in salary that we can add to get somebody else. So by restructuring his deal, he's getting guaranteed money this year. Now we forward over to next year. I think that he's in the same situation. Like he's a high salary number, but he's a low guaranteed money guy. So he could honestly be traded for like, say, a hypothetical third round pick if he's productive this year. And, you know, we, we got we got pretty much, you know, good money on our return. We spend a second rounder, get a third rounder back, and he, he relieves us of $25 million in the cash space. So I don't think it's a bad move. I don't think it's a, it's no. a bad trade at all. No, and, and and he was productive, but he wasn't as productive. I think what he had eight sacks last year, or something like that, right? So yeah, well, you also got to look at it from a perspective that he was getting doubled a lot after <laughs> after Joy got hurt because he had anybody else to take off the take the pressure off him. So he was getting chipped. Yeah. He was getting doubled a lot. So him all being he, but he all played every game. Like he didn't miss the game did. at all. He wasn't hurt. Yep. He was giving that injury tag. He wasn't hurt. He played the whole season, and he was the only edge rusher we had for for the majority of the season. Yeah, you know and. And, and and that guy is just such a vo- he, he he's such a just a locker room leader. I remember mm. what what was what was like at the very end of the season that he took everybody out to eat. I remember um oh my god, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Um Fohoko. He mm. they, they took the whole defensive side of the ball out. I think he might even take the whole offensive side of the ball out to dinner. Right. And um man, Fohoko's talking about how he ate Wagyu steak and all this and that, right? Mm. Having a great time. And look, hey, that brings a team together. You need somebody like that to go above and beyond. Oh, yeah, veteran leadership is, it can't be quantified. That's huge. That's huge, man. And like, mm. you cannot, <coughs> pardon me, you cannot replace that with Mac at all. So, <coughs> okay, so let's, uh, before, so uh, let's go to one more question, then we'll go to the rest of the uh, free agent science because I got a few more here as well that I want to talk about. So let's go to uh, this one right, real quick. Let's talk about Optimus Ron's question as well, too. I know Aether's got a question coming up as well, too. So let me give this thought here. Um, all right, so problem with the charge that Zay Flowers, Jalen Hyder, best wide receivers um, the charge are going to get in the teens, 25. Remember, we have Olave, Wilson, London, all went before 17. I agree. Mm. You know, yeah. this league cares about wide receivers. 100%. They do. They do. They do. Yeah, I, I think we have to look at it from a perspective that who's drafting this time around. Yeah. Um, you know, teams that were drafting in the high rounds last year all were re- receiver needy. Um, this was more quarterback, edge, and defensive player needy at the top of this draft. So I think you can get a run on edge rushers, quarterbacks, uh, you know, things, you know, people of that 
cornerbacks. Cornerbacks is going to be a good one. You could probably go see yep. three cornerbacks go off the board in the first yep. 30, 20 to 30 picks. So yep. if, you, if yep. you got that, that's going to push the wide receiver and the running back pool down and the tight end pool. So I think we should have the pick of the litter at, at 21, in my honest opinion. You know, I things agree. could change if you know if people move up or down in the draft before draft day because we got a, about a month out, right? But I think that if, if it stays the same at this particular moment in time, that you're going to see a lot of defensive guys, cornerbacks, D-linemen, and uh, offensive linemen too. We got tackles that need to go and quarterbacks. So I think that's the that's what the cream of the crop is when it comes to first-round talent is going to be concerned. So I don't think people are targeting Jay, Zay or Jalen or anybody like that in the first top 15, in my opinion. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, you got to remember, there's going to be four quarterbacks taken off no matter what. Most likely. We're we're really pick 17th at this point, right? So that would make more sense, right? Because I think four – Four QBs are going off the board no matter what. Yeah, and you know Jalen Carter and 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 uh, Will Anderson and 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 uh, and a few a couple other guys are right. going to go off the board edge wise too. Right. Christian Gonzalez, uh, Joy yep. Porter Jr. and uh, what's the kid's name from um uh oh I mean his name I I Sw- Devin Witherspoon Devin Witherspoon the number one yep. corner so they're all going to go. 100%. So you're gonna, so we already talking that's what we're probably named like ten players already. <laughs> so exactly. yeah, this is the numbers game at this point. Well, and I, and I think that's what makes the draft so fascinating to me, right? Because mm. there's so much that could happen. And by the way, we are going to be doing a draft episode, Coach. We're probably going to bring you on for that as well, too. We're going to go live. We're going to do a whole first round, maybe second round draft thing. We'll figure that out. You know, we'll go through all that as we go. So one other thought Toby brought up here, I think this is great. So do you think so? Do you think Zeke will come to us? Now, I will say this. If Zeke comes to us, guess what? Austin's gone for sure. Done deal. There's something's mm. going to happen, you know? Mm. Now I'll tell you this much right now. I don't want Zeke personally. I, just, I don't either. I, I would rather I don't either. Have at this point. Listen, right? I would. I would line up Josh Kelly and Isaiah Spiller for me. I don't. We don't need Ezekiel Elliott in this problem. I don't. I don't want to see it. I, I don't want to see. I, yeah. I don't want to see him with that his jersey half cut off and his, in his stomach showing. I don't want to see it in yeah. the Chargers jersey. No, I don't no, want to see it. No. I don't. Yep. No. Yeah. No. No. So and again, this is great too. So th- this would be my pick. I still believe, and just just you and I, coach. I think we're all in agreement, right? I really think a tight end should be our first pick. We, we we need we need to go back to the gates mentality, you know, big tight end, someone we could throw the ball to. Um I, look, a tight end will help in the running game and will help mm. in the passing game, both, right? And you got a, you got an offensive mind like uh, Kellen Moore, and man, oh my god, it's just it's just forget about it. Forget about it. Baby yeah. Gronk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm more of the more complete tight end, honestly. I'm a little I'm not as high on mayor as some other guys that I'm high on. You know, honestly, um, I would put honestly, I would give uh, Darnell Washington a look before I gave Mayor a look. That guy's the man, dude. That I guy mean, is talking six foot eight, jump out the gym, <laughs> elite hands and elite blocking ability. So he's going to yeah, be in line tight end. Yeah. So it, you know, and I, again, the, the drive class for the tight end is so deep. I don't want to overreach either. So if we had a shot at at a, at a JSN or a Zay Flowers oh, yeah. or Jalen Hyde in the first round, I see you do that. Then come back in the second round and get a tight end because you're still going to get a capable and more. Uh, and then more and more than enable tight end that can start day one in the second round as well. So I think you do those two in that order, and then once we do that, then we can look to other needs in the third and fourth round. But yeah, I would definitely like overreach. I mean, if it's a generational talent like a like a, a good slot receiver in the first round, I'm definitely doing that all day. Forget about it. You know, I agree with you because look, look, here's the thing, and you you also got to keep Justin Herbert happy, right? You do. The guy, the guy wants weapons, man. Like, yeah. and like, why, why would he want to play for a team that doesn't? bring weapons around him right the whole point is and, and again i've seen a lot of heat on the spanish family trust me i've been one of those mm. guys that just beat up the spanish family all day they don't spend money they don't spend money they don't spend money, okay, right, they're right, spending right. money now, man. they they are going to the edge every time and spending mm. money yeah. and 
I, I like that they're doing that because, look, I'm sorry. Did you ever watch the movie The Mask, Coach? Oh, yeah, of course. I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. <laughs> yeah, Jim Carrey. You, you remember that? He goes, you got to have some green to make a scene, right? That's remember? it. That's <laughs> it. You got to do it. That way. You got to have some yeah. green to make a scene, right? And we we are we are literally there at that stage where if you're not spending money and you, you, you got money left over in the cap, you're not going to mm. go anywhere. Look at every team that's under the cap. They're mm. nowhere near to be – they're not even in the playoff conversation at this point. You're, right? you're absolutely so, right. So my point is that, like, you have to do it. And, I, and again, Aether, I think you're exactly right. With more, we're going to be a top-five offense. And, and long again, as we have the I weapons think, and long as we stay healthy, it shouldn't be an issue at all. I agree with that. You know, And, and I think that the Spanos family, and I think Tom Celesco as well, I think he said in an interview, he said that I'd rather have no cap space and a bunch of good players than a bunch of cap space and no good players. So that's, exactly the, that's the philosophy they've adopted. And I think the shift happened. If you, you know, follow me with this, you've been a Chargers fan a long time, just like me. Now, oh, yeah. when we were in San Diego, we were much more of a frugal team. And we wanted to draw from a from a, from a a player perspective because we were in San Diego. I yes, think the 100%. shift happened when we moved to yep. L.A. Because yep. it's a bigger market. You know, people more so want to live in L.A. than we live in San Diego. So you got more opportunities to get money outside of play, playing football in L.A. versus San Diego. So you have that yep. aspect of it. So I think that all that shifts with the new stadium and just going forward because you have more opportunities and more revenue to be had in Los Angeles. See, and, and, and I and I really believe that is exactly true, right? And you got to remember, the value of this team has moved up, up and up. I think I saw that, that uh, the Rams are worth, what, $3 billion, and the Chargers are like $2 billion, maybe two and, two and a quarter, maybe, something yeah, like that. Yeah, people try to say we're the Clippers of, of the Los Angeles you yes. know, dynamic, but we're not that much off from a <laughs> net value perspective. Yo. And they're imploding, guys. Like the yeah. Rams are. They are. They're. They're hemorrhaging. They're they hemorrhaging are, right now. They are. I mean, when you we only get when you only get what like a third round pick for Jalen Ramsey. Oh, it's that's terrible. Telling. That's telling right there. Horrible, dude. Horrible. Yeah, that's telling. So, look, battle for LA. I don't know about that anymore. I think it's a done deal. I mean, look, hey, you you won one champion, but here's the thing: we're LA going fans, up and they're going down. Yeah, hundred percent. And LA fans are fickle, dude. They they want to see people win now. They, oh, they don't yeah. care about. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. Trust me, we're not winning. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's, it's an uproar it's 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 anarchy it's, i mean we're talking fires yeah. and, and you know rage in the street 100 yeah 100 well yeah. and and so it, it brings up another question guys like okay okay we want to win now we all know we want to win now we, we got we got we got herb on his rookie contract and he's happy he seems happy right but mm -hmm. we got to pay the man eventually so we're bringing everybody back this year for one more try at what we started last year that's what this is this is a duel it is. This is this 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 a redo. What's that right. game? Skipball or whatever? You where you like reverse it or whatever? Uh -huh. Let's give it one more shot. We'll see what happens. That's what this Run is. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. <laughs> Run it back. We, we got a question for you, uh, Coach, and then we're gonna go through some of the other free agent signings that we want. Because I want to talk about some of the other ones too, like Easton okay. Stick, Morgan yeah. Fox, mm -hmm. uh, J.K. Scott. By the way, J.K. Scott, I thought was amazing. But I want I want to I want to get into all those. So guys, questions for all those resigns, throw them in the chat as well too. So go for it. Uh, who would make me change my mind? That, ooh, um, uh, I don't think it's anybody to be honest. I mean, because I mean, some of some of the things are just not realistic. Like I said, we don't need a quarterback, obviously. You know, um, you know, outside of well, I couldn't even say edge rusher because I mean, you know, I mean, well, I don't think we have a shot of Willie Anderson. He's going top five. You know, yeah, that kind of that. thing. Like, you know, I mean, because there's it, some rumors about Jen Carter and his workouts and his off-the-field stuff. Uh, but, yeah, I don't see anybody outside of, uh, you know, a top-five guy falling into us for some reason, you know, making me change my mind. But yet again, I'm still thinking, 
you know, we still go wide receiver in the top, you know, the top guy. Like I said, we get we, we get our hands on JSN to hand a card in. Like JSN is there at 21, hand a card in. So let me ask you a question. You got Darnell Washington, you got what you're, mm. you got your wide receiver. Yeah. Who'd you go with? I'm taking wide receiver first. Seriously. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, think about it. The, the top end talent from what we because we need a certain skill set. We don't need it's a couple of possession receivers in there that are really good, and there's a few, yeah. there's, but there's only a short, small number of good slot receivers in the draft. So yeah. you have to right. you have to see that moment if you get that particular guy that has a particular skill set that we need. Because again, if you had, if I, I have ten titans on my list that I will all be fine with us having, but I only have three wide receivers that I'll be fine having. So again, yeah. you have to go with the wide receiver first because they're going to go. They're going to go by the time second round comes in and when we pick at twenty one. It's going to they're going to be gone. Yeah. See, and you're right. You know, we, we need some offensive weapons because because look. So let, let me let me let me um, let me save Lombardi a little bit here, right? Okay. Mm. His his theory was fine in the sense that hey, let's move the chains, move the chains because we have we have players that they're very good at catching the ball and moving the chains. That's what mm. we were good at in theory. Problem is we weren't explosive in any ways. Yards after catch was horrible. We were oh no, we're, def- we're definitely catching and going down. We're not we're not extending plays. hundred percent. Ain't nobody yeah. was trying to like stretch the ball, and mm. then we were doing the checkdowns to Austin Eckler. So his numbers were inflated, and that's exactly mm. what the league is saying with Austin Eckler hundred percent over and over again. So my point is, we need some explosive weapons. Look at Miami; their entire offense was built on speed and just moving the ball downfield. They did not care about the short oh. plays. Nope. They want explosiveness. Even with a quarterback so, with a limited arm, they still were throwing the ball down the field. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's talk about J.K. Scott real quick. J.K. Scott, he is signed back with the Chargers, guys. And I am so hyped that he's back. Like, again, nobody wants to talk about special teams. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's boring. Nobody cares. He's, he's it matters, though. It matters. 100%. And then what, mm-hmm. what a state I would say? Three phases of the ball. Yep. J.K. Scott changed our team the right direction, right? And I'm a huge fan. I'm so glad he's back. I knew he would be, right? But we also got mm. Dicker the kicker. We got Dicker the kicker. So our special mm. team is going to be solid again, which is amazing. Mm. And guys, just so you know, I don't know if you know this, last year I think we were almost dead last in special teams. I think we were 29th, maybe 30th, something like that in special teams. We moved all the way up to like top 10. Top yeah. 10 in yeah. one year. And the only thing thing we need to round it out is a good kick returner. (laughs) That's the only thing we need to round it out. That's exactly correct. So, and and again, that's coach exactly right. When you talk about a wide receiver, that's probably a good kick returner as well, too. There you go. So, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, Okay. So, Morgan Fox re-signed. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Okay. So, Coach, I want to hear your thoughts. And then in the chat, what are your thoughts on Morgan Fox resigning? Oh yeah. I mean, AKA why, I mean, Megan Fox Transformers. Transformer <laughs> Babe. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, under very very underrated. Uh, yes. uh, and I think if you, if, I think we all can agree that he was a mo- most our most productive D lineman, interior D lineman this year. I mean, from a run stopping and pass breaking, because you know we brought him in to be a pass rush specialist. That's what we brought him in to do, and he got thrust into playing every down because of the idea that you know a lot of people went down. You know, Tito went down, uh, Austin Johnson went down. You know, I mean, yeah, we, I think you know, I think uh, Forrest Merrill went down. We lost everybody practically except for everybody. Sebastian and everybody. Morgan. They're the only two that people that, that lasted throughout this whole entire season. And then we brought Brendan Fioco up from the practice squad, so they were the only three linemen left. We had literally three starting interior linemen. So. Yep. That particular uh ask for him to step up and be an uh, every down D tackle was was amazing. And he should and he should have got paid for that particular production. And we did. Um, you know, and the fact that we can bring everybody back healthy so he doesn't have to do everything should maximize his role even further. 
um, to allow him to be able to be that interior uh, threat in that interior uh, uh, home wrecker for quarterbacks, you know, because, you know, it's one thing to be pressure from the edge. You can kind of avoid that kind of uh, pressure if you're pretty, you know, if you can get around in the pocket pretty well. But that pressure in your face, ask Tom Brady that. The worst thing thing in the world for quarterbacks is get pressure right up in their face and they can't see or throw the ball across the middle of the field. So Morgan Fox's signing was definitely a W for us, man, and I'm glad he stayed because I didn't want to see him to have to go to anywhere else, especially not a division rival, as we we, we alluded to earlier, right? We didn't want to see him with the Raiders or the the Broncos, somebody like that. (laughs) We want to see that, Dre. Right. So, Barbara, this is a great point. Yeah, screw offense, screw defense, and stack up the offense. Look, at the end of the day, um, I was talking – I was – what was it – was it – uh, what's the uh, Chargers podcast weekly? I, I always forget what it's called. Uh, um, was it a with Chargers Hayring? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, uh, Chargers, oh, oh, Chargers. Chargers weekly. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and, and Matt Money Smith, he kept talking about just just score points because yeah. yeah. think about think about the AFC period, right? Mm-hmm. And and the fact that defense does not really you can't be that dominant now because of the rules. So. Yep. You almost got to outscore these guys, right? That, that you got to outscore do. In a lot of cases, You do. You, you, even if you have a good defense, you still got to put up points. Regardless, yes. you, you got you to put up. You got to give your defense at least about twenty to twenty-four points a game to be safe in most games. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And 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 then if you can get a few stops with your defense, you're fine. So, right. um, Achilles, this, this is a, this is a great this is a great thought. Yeah. So, uh, would you trade the fourth round pick? Uh, yes. A guy like that from the Jets with that speed, done deal, no problem. Because here's my point, right? Like, I would rather take a fourth-round pick, a guy that's been in the league and had some production, than just pick a guy that's coming out of college in the fourth. I always say past the third round, you kind of just never really know. What are your Mm -hmm. thoughts on that, Coach, as far as this guy Denzel Mims from the Jets? I mean, to me, Mm -hmm. you need speed, but you also need height. You need a little bit of everything, right? So mm-hmm. I would love to see a trade like that happen. That would, to me, that makes a lot of sense, especially when I, I mean, it, if it's we are low trading, risk. Yeah, yeah. If it's, it's low risk for fourth, but I mean, we're still if we're talking to the Jets. If we're on the phone, I want to ask about Elijah Moore first. Yeah, I rather I rather talk about Elijah Moore. So if if the Jets call me talking trade, I said, yeah. okay, I understand that you want to offer me Denzel Man, but what's what's going on with Elijah first? Like, tell me, tell me that's off the table before we talk about Denzel, because that's that'll be my first conversation as a, as a, as, a, as a negotiator. However, but if, if Denzel was the only thing that I could have for four, that's that's not a bad trade-off. Now, that will also tell me how do you feel about your draft strategy from that perspective. If you knew you were going to get Denzel before the draft, would you even bother you getting receiver as well? Because I would still go receiver in the first yeah. round versus having uh, – I, I would line them both up. I would say give me give me JSN, yep. give me Denzel, yep. give me Mike yep. and, and Keenan on the outside, and let's 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 aerate it out. <laughs> let's just let's just throw let's just throw the ball up a hundred times and let's just see how it sticks. Well, so here's the thing. We already know we're going to protect Herbert, right? We got Pipkins right. re-signed. Okay, I, mm. you know, we all know we got Pipkins signed. And I, yep. guys, I am so happy that man got paid, right? Yeah, he too. worked his butt off. He like did. he worked his yeah, absolute his, butt. His leap from year three to year four was a massive leap. 100%. Massive leap. Hundred percent. And and we saw that. Uh, my, why do I always get I always get his name mixed up? Is it Foster Sorrell, the other defensive line or the other offensive lineman right behind Pipkins? Is it Foster Sorrell? Forrest Merrill, Forrest Merrill, Forrest Merrill. No, no, no. That's that's Forrest Sorrell is the other guy. Yeah, yeah. Sorrell, yeah. So he's working out with um, uh, Slater, yeah. and Pipkins right now. Yep. The same, the same guys. Yeah, with Duke, so, with Duke, Man- with Duke Manyweather is his, is his name yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, Duke. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Duke. So, so he, guess that's huge, right? So we have depth. We still haven't even seen Hymas. Hymas, it looked awesome at times. 
Yeah, he's, he's an interior guy though. You have to play him at guard. You yep. can't, you can't, you yep. can't, play, you can't play him at a tackle. But yeah, he's, he's he, he can be solid in, in the interior. Line. Yeah, and if we have somebody go down, I think it's <laughs> great, right? But yeah. but but here's my point, right? So I asked myself this question: Okay, what else do we need at this point, right? And and um, one of the things uh, I have a thought. I have a thought. We we, we talked about the Jets. What if we could go out and get? Um, so we did resign. Guess what? Easton Stick. Yeah. I'm super hyped to see him. Right. Um, do we need another backup quarterback at this point? Because because yes. there was I, you yes. think so? Okay. Yes. So here's my question: The Jets don't seem too hyped on Zach Wilson, right? I was. Do you I want him to back up. No, I, I would. I would go. I would get a backup like in a later, like the fifth or sixth round. Um, you know, because there's some guys that you know they play. They actually, they actually worked out of the combine. They're they're, they're pretty solid backups, and there's a guy, yeah. a couple of guys that are really pretty mobile and things of that nature. Like it's a guy got by the name of Malik Cunningham that did himself some uh, services in the combine. He impressed a few people. Um, he's clearly not going to be a day one or day two guy, but I think that he's going to be uh, somebody that can be a decent backup because, like I said, he has a decent arm. He's uh he's mobile, tall. Uh, you know, he's and he had, I think, he had three to four years starting in uh, in the in the college. Uh, he played for, I believe, he played for Cincinnati. What is Cincinnati? Orange team, Illinois, Illinois. Illinois. So yeah, yep. so yeah, he uh, yeah, he 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 seemed pretty solid. So I would get him in like the fifth or sixth round, and and just do it that way versus uh, reaching for Zach Wilson, who has confidence issues of nothing else. I mean, you got drafted high in the first round, and two years later, you're being jettisoned for a 38-year quarterback. So yeah. I don't think he's – our fresh start is not what he needs. He probably needs more of a, a counseling session or two to get his mind together. But I, I, I think I think the Jets made a mistake, and I don't think we need to make the mistake with him, in my opinion. Yeah, see, and, and that's a really good point, right? Because, look, the modern-day NFL – let me give you a great example, Coach. And, 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 again, in the chat, let me know what you guys think, too. So – Perfect example. Look at the Niners. Mm-hmm. You got Brock Purdy, Mister Irrelevant, right? So Mister Relevant wasn't so he? Was he the actual last pick? He was the last pick. He was okay. That's right. He was okay. And that guy came in and he balled out. And my point is, if you saw the way he played in the playoffs, uh, man, I, I I wish I had it prepared here. But mm-hmm. if you showed what what Justin Herbert did in the playoffs, how he, his five yard bombs that he was throwing, which is like uh-huh. ridiculous, to compared to what he did, Mister Irrelevant. It, it's clear that he, they created a scheme mm-hmm. for a guy to be relevant, right? So my question is this. Is Kellen Moore that guy that can create a scheme to make anybody relevant? I think the answer is yes. But yeah, what do you I, think, Coach? I, I think so. I mean, because, I mean, not, not only Malik Cunningham, but you got a guy like Stetson Bennett who's not going to get drafted high. You know, he was nothing nope. but a winner in college. Nope. You know, nope. so uh, 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 Max Duggan. You know those guys who is gritty and wants to win. I think he's a he's a sneaky ad for somebody to get to need a backup quarterback because if you if you if listen if you tell me that I got Max Duggan as my backup and my my number one quarterback gets hurt, I'm not yeah. as worried as I would be if I was having Easton Stick be my backup. To be honest, respectfully, but 100%. I would I, I would be okay with that. And and we if we let's say hypothetically Justin, you know, not knock knock on wood, but he was hurt for like two weeks and I, yeah. I had to bring in Max Duggan. To run our offense, and he's been in the system for the whole entire season. I'm okay with it because that's one thing that Brock Purdy had an edge on with everybody else. Because Brock Purdy got drafted there, and he was there from April until October when he when he was thrust into duty. So he knew the playbook in and out, and he studied and he worked hard. And I think Max Duggan and people like that are going to work hard because they're going to be underrated and they're going to be overlooked. So I would lovely, I would love for it to be somebody like that for us to be 
uh, in a backup situation with one of those guys versus uh, unknown guy or Zach Wilson, who again, who has confidence problems. Yeah, see, and that's a good point, right? And Zach Wilson, I mean, there was all this like rumors that he like slept with his mom's friend and all that. I know that old, that old, that old thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're like, yowzers, bro. Like, right? You, dude. Like, he's he's, school, dude. I know, I know, I know. That's making it even worse. Is 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 one of those uh, was the American Pie references, right? You know, different mom. That that was memes that got thrown out there. They were hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and 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 I kept thinking about that. I'm like, oh my god, this is so crazy. So okay, so Achilles Smith threw out an awesome question. In fact, mm. I was this is actually what I was getting at earlier, and I did mm. not say the question correctly. So thank you for reading my mind because this is literally the question I had in my mind because mm. I kept thinking I couldn't remember his name. Okay, so Nolan Smith, yeah. coach. What do you think? Who would you take at this point? The, the caveat is what we're doing with Austin Eckler. If Austin Eckler is still okay. on the contract and he's willing to play, then I'm taking Nolan Smith. But yes. if Austin Eckler is still at this, I want to be traded business, then I'm taking B.J. Robinson. See, I'm right there with you 100%. I'm 100% with you right there. Because here's my point. Like, if, if we could get Nolan – dude, Nolan Smith is freaking – that guy's a freaking nature, right? Oh, he's man. the next Joey Bosa dude. And – you bring a guy like that in, and you can. He, maybe he needs to get him. heavier too, because he's only two hundred thirty yes. pounds. But yeah. but yes, he's a freaking nature, dude. That guy, yeah. Get him some, you know, you know, get give him. You know, do whatever you got to do to get him some weight. Give him a bunch of hamburgers, prime okay. rib, roast, whatever you got to do. You right. know, meat, potatoes, all the above, right? Because because look, at the end of the day, guys, like you know, when we look at people like him, I say, okay, this guy is just. He has all the talent he needs to do. He just needs to get a little bigger. And, these guys are young. They're young yeah. players. They're they're yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not under the realm of possibilities. He can definitely get heavier, but he 100%. definitely needs to. Because I think yeah. him and Chris Rome had the same issue. Like they came in undersized, and people were expecting them to be, you know, highly productive at their size. They need. They need to get stronger. They need to put a little weight on because the NFL game, and you got 315, 320 pound guys leaning on you every day, all day. That's going to take a toll on your low, your smaller frame. So you yeah. got to do something to combat that. You know, again, if you're going to be a generational talent, you have to have a prototype body. I'm just that's just my, always been my by my uh, I guess you could say my motto. It comes down to football players and playing in the league. So, you know, very few undersized players get uh, far and play long in the league. You know, that's just physics. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100. percent So why don't we talk salary cap briefly um, mm. and we'll go from there? So let's just go here real quick and then and then we'll wrap up the pod. So. Salary cap, we are uh, right around here. So total liabilities, okay, offense, defense. Well, we got – you know what's crazy to me? We got more money on defense and offense at this point. So we have team cap space around 100 or about $16 million. Now, Mm -hmm. so if I'm Austin Eckler, I would keep saying to myself, all right, well, why don't you send me some of that love, right? Well, why why am I not getting more love at this point too, right? But, again, it's more complicated than that, right? You still got to have around potentially $10 million, ish with draft right yeah i think i think we have i think our safe spending money is around about eight million dollars at this point okay right so and that would make sense right with what we have as far as our draft picks but well, let's say let's say we trade eckler where we get a second or third round pick right that's another three four million something like that mm-hmm. you have to draft ca- draft capital right but again it's one of those situations right we have to sit back and ask yourself this question okay well where are we at right now I keep asking myself this question, where else do we need more players? And I feel like in some ways we're sort of splitting hairs on where we sit on the cap space and mm. where we sit where we need. But, you know, to your point, you know, there's a lot to be said about this, right? Optimus, right, says, hey, Bijan's safer, edge is a bigger need. I agree. 
you know, but I also see, um, yeah, team will be trashed without a speed wide receiver. In fact, now again, we Chris, Chris, you're absolutely right. <laughs> now, now, and we have not. I don't believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Coach. We have not resigned Jalen Guyton yet at this point. Correct? No, we have not. Okay, so get so Guyton. Guyton is the guy we need now. Again, how fast is he going to be after his injury? Right, that's a pretty serious injury. Right, so you got to. It was a- a- ACL is not nothing to sneeze at, and and it takes you it takes you about eighteen months to be fully, you know. Uh, trustworthy in that need to feel like you can just explode and be that downfield guy again. So, you know, 100%. I would say probably mid season. We're probably, even if, if we were signing him right now, we're probably looking at him about week eight, week nine for him to be a true asset to the office again, in my opinion. So you have to look at it and hedge your bet with that as well. See, and I agree with you. No, so Optimus Farm. So I, I, so what I would like to see, I'd like to see us resign Guyton mm. and then bring another wide receiver in, right? Your Zay Flowers or whoever we can bring. Cause, cause here, here's what I would like to see. Mm. And maybe we could end on some of this as well. And we're a little over an hour here at this point. I, I don't know how much time you have, Coach. We, we didn't talk about that a little bit earlier. But mm. here's my thing. I asked myself this question. You want to have Allen and Williams off the field a little bit, right? Because these guys yeah. are hurt. They're getting older. Yeah. Guys, yeah. bro, I don't even want to talk about my age, but I'll tell you what. I hurt all the time. I got back <laughs> problems. I got neck issues. Like, That's holy the- smoke, these guys are getting hit. Mm-hmm. Young blood just like slamming into them, right? So – you bring another wide receiver and you can have Allen sit out. Right. You can have Allen not run up and down the field, pull his hammy and whatever, right? So it makes mm-hmm. sense. I mean, what are your thoughts on that, coach? Yeah, and you still have another outside guy. Let's say hypothetically you pull Mike or Keenan in, in, in certain snaps or certain formations, right? right. Um, you still have an outside guy in Josh Palmer that can fill that role, right? He's more of an outside guy. He's not a slot. He's an yeah. outside receiver. So you can, he can fill the void of a Keenan Allen or Mike Williams and, and still get the outside production that you need in your scheme, right? Um, but yes, yeah, but I, I totally 100% agree with you because you also have to look at it from this perspective. Uh, you know, although he, Keenan and Mike, you know, or or Justin loves them both, like they're, those are his guys, right? He advocated to resign Mike when he was up for his contract, right? He, he pulled yeah, for him, yeah. So, yeah. but he also has to understand that Justin is not in their age range when it comes yeah, to football, 100%. he's not going to be tied to Mike and Keenan for the duration of his career. So, the guys 100%. you bring in for the next two to three years are going to be the guys he's going to be tied to. You know, yep. going back to the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase thing, like they tied, they tied Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow together because they're former teammates and they can grow together. You know, um, you know, as, as as younger players in the league, so I would say that who you bring in, tight end, wide receiver, and that you know, guys who you have in four to five years um, early on in their career, that's who Justin can bond with and be those guys that you can lean on, you know, down the line and be his be his guys that he can trust. So when Keenan and Mike leave and walk out the door, you know, at some point it's going to happen. Let's be honest. I know we don't want to talk about it, but they're going to leave at some point. So you got to have guys that he can trust and fill that void and be those guys that he he said that he's going to be my guys for my prime years of my career. You know, uh, speaking of a guy um, walking out the door, maybe we'll end on this. Um, And again, guys, we're going to have so much more content coming your direction, guys. Like, I just want you to know that like, when we say that the Bolt Bros talk about football all freaking day, we talk about football all freaking day. And coach, That's you've been on many threads with us. We we literally That's just it's stupid, dude. I it's kind of annoying to some degree, but it's something we enjoy. Me and my brothers, we, we bond on it. It's fun for us. So oh, it don't bother me a bit. I love talking football. So hey. Yeah, and, and and we need to bring you on as much as possible, coach. Just you know, so again, this this is an interesting one as a two guys. Um, uh, maybe we'll, we'll we'll end on this. Nas retiring. Right, that's a rough one, man. That was it. He came out of blue, but but you know, I asked myself this question: like, okay, why did that happen? But you know, 
look, people got to make their own decisions for themselves. And they all understand that they've been beat up. They got injuries. Mm. And, you know, maybe he had other things he wanted to do. Maybe he, you know, wanted to start his I own think business or something else, you know? Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that he, a combination of, uh, you know, we go harken back to the old Calvin Johnson retirement as a yeah. kind of the genesis of this, right? Where guys are retiring earlier for the sanctity of their livelihood because they've seen guys that are, are that happen, what happens to older guys and guys that spend so much time in the league and they spend that year late more than they should have in the league and what it's done to their body and their, in their mind yeah. and their focus and their psyche. I mean, you can just watch Antonio Brown run around here lately and you see that, you know, too many hits to the head and too many concussions can make you act like a complete buffoon, right? Yep. So I think they're looking at it from perspective that if, especially if in his situation, his second round pick, if he saves his money and he has other, you know, things he can do with his life, has things he wants to do with his life that can football's going to get away in the way of, then why not? You know, so I think he's looking at it from that perspective and understandably that, you know, with the market was bearing for for safeties, you know, in right here right now, he was looking probably looking for a a bigger deal from anybody and he he probably wasn't getting it. So he probably looked at it from a twofold perspective that I got interest outside of football, you know, and I, I got my money. I'm gonna go turn in, in uh, and be a businessman of some sort, you know, because it's been kind of stories that people don't talk about widely. But like, I think it was Harold Miner. If anybody know who Harold Miner is, uh, uh, he was you know air quote baby Jordan back in the league, right? And he made he yep. had one contract that he took from the NBA. He took he took that contract and parlayed that into a multi million dollar business. And he made yep. way more money in in the first ten years of his business than he ever did in the NBA. So <laughs> there is abilities to you know there's an ability to have you know have a life outside of sports and you don't have to get beat all the hell to do it so it's it's one of those things where you could you can it's other avenues and i think he might have one of those avenues to explore right so well and, and you know what, what michael jordan didn't he make like a almost a half a billion dollars last year on, on air jordan shoes last year yeah half just on shoes just on shoes on shoes. <laughs> just on shoes. right from, from his nike contract like you know, right. you're, you're like okay that guy's yeah. just doing whatever you do he's burning when he lights a cigar he just burns a hundred dollar bill lightning. That's what he does. He, 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 he got matter, that kind of money. Dude. You got that he, much money, you can just burn a hundred dollar bill to light your cigar. Yeah. It's like whatever, dude. That, that's what he's got. That's what he's got. And it's like, oh my gosh, man. It's like, but it is what it is, guys. Right. And again, you know, and again, like, look, the one thing that I that I want to say this is these are real people on the field, right? These are real people yeah. with real health concerns, right? And again, it's one of those situations. Oh, and let's 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 address one last thought. Achilles throughout. Yeah, question. yeah, blow it out. I want to see, I want to talk so, about that. Yeah. So th- this is a good question because I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, like, yo, I would love this. See, okay, to me, this is the final piece that we need for our team because Lowy, uh, mm-hmm. Low is good. He's good. Yeah. He's not great though. But yo, mm-hmm. we get John Johnson. Forget about it, dude. I, I just, I just don't. I, see I, I love our safety room if he's there because you're talking John Johnson the third, <sighs> Derwin, JT Woods. Let's not forget about JT Woods. I'm not writing him off yet. Let's yep. talk about Alohi. So those four in a safety, especially in the big nickel set, we got Johnson, Alohi, JT, or and Derwin. Any of those combinations on the field in the big nickel situation, Bro. you know, I think we're solid in from a run and pass perspective. I think we're golden. I think we're golden. So I think that as long as the money can work out some kind of way, like I said, don't don't overreach because no safeties aren't getting paid either. Let's just let's not let's not spend the farm on getting him. You know, I think he should you know be comfortable with you know coming in to play with Staley because he has before. So, you know, I think that's a that's a home run signing if we can get him. Yeah, see, and, and again, you, you bring up a great point, right? Because the league, guys, a lot of people talk about this a lot, right? The league cares about certain things, right? Perfect example, Justin Herbert's contract, what, Danny Dimes got, what, $40 million a year for the I Giants? still don't understand that one, but okay. Stupid, right? But here's <laughs> right. the problem. 
quarterbacks, their 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 salary years are going up, right? So when right. quarterbacks keep getting re-signed, everybody else, everyone goes up. Yeah. So Burrow's going to go up, mm-hmm. and depending on how they negotiate Burrow's contract, is going to also yep. depend on what Herbert's going to get paid. Right. Yeah, or whoever gets paid first, because you got to look at it from that perspective. If Jalen gets correct. paid first, it's going to affect Joey and uh, and uh, Justin. But if Justin gets paid first, it's going to affect the other two. So okay. you all got to look at it from that perspective. So if I'm smart as an ownership, I would probably pay my guy first. That way I can kind of <laughs> set the bar where I want it and let everybody else go above me, right? You know, See, that kind of thing. And that would be pretty amazing to think about for a second. Like, well, what what if we did re-sign him at this point? But I kind of have a hard time seeing us do that at this point. But I think next year at some point could happen. Who knows, right? I mean, but- I mean regardless of when you do it, like it, it's not going to kick in for two years. Yeah, he's right. going to the, the salary that we have to pay to him is not going to kick in for two years. So no, we can do whatever we need to do in a short two year span to kind of go all in, and then you got to reset and refocus your money once the two, once that once that twenty twenty five money yeah. kicks in. But twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four, you can spend your lights out because he's only going to be on a, a minimum contract. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And I, and I think, I think, and again, that's why that's why we're making a splash right now. You know, going back to that mask reference, got to make some green, got to have some green to make a scene. Yeah, right? do it. Gotta throw gotta that cheddar it. out there. You know what that I mean? It is. Make it rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Coach, man, it's been awesome to have you on. But look, here, here's the thing. So again, tell everyone how they can find you, where you at. And by the way, you're going to be on more. So, you know, again, we're going to keep chatting. So obviously, you're going to be on more of our episodes as well, too. And guys, Check out Coach. I know Wild Wild West podcast. That's one of them, yep. right? With uh, you know Rich, we've had Rich on a few times, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, talk about the other things you're on as well, too, Coach. Yeah, Lockdown Divas podcast on YouTube. So see, type in Lockdown Divas podcast, Lockdown Divas podcast, all one word. Type that in; it'll come up when you search engines for YouTube. Lockdown Divas on Twitter, Lockdown Divas Sports on Instagram. Follow me. Subscribe to the channels. Uh, we do sports. We do general sports news on Tuesday nights at nine. Wild Wild West podcast seven thirty on Wednesdays. That's the AFC West. Everybody from the AFC West brings on. We have four representatives in that particular round that we talk about uh, each one of our teams each and every Wednesday in the Wild Wild West podcast, and we have a thirty minute. A lockdown uh, show on Thursdays. We talk sports um, from a 30-minute lockdown perspective, uh, NBA and NFL. And last week, I, I did an all-LA show. So check that out if you haven't. Watch the replay. It was all LA. It's Chargers and the Lakers. So if you're an LA fan of any team of those realm, check that out because it was a good show about all LA. And uh, that's my Chargers content for the week. So yeah. So check that out. And uh, like I said, follow me. And uh, we'll be back on with the Bull Bros at some point here soon. Oh, anytime. Yeah. So coach, let me ask you a question. You, you've been in many games this year? I, I have not. I have not. I'm, st- I'm starting to get back into it now. Like I said, the whole COVID thing back and forth and traveling and all that good stuff. Yeah. I hadn't been to many games, but I plan on going this year. That's my that's my goal. Tell you what, when you do, man, we we, we are going to the tailgate. We're going to show you yes. a good time. The Bull mm-hmm. Bros know how to party. I'll tell you what, we know how to party. Indeed. Anyone in the tailgate knows about the Bull Bros. We have a good time. So, uh, yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, we're going, uh, we'll show you a good time. Coach, absolutely, absolutely. I would definitely, I would definitely be guys the first when I book my ticket and my flight. I you be the first one I call. Oh yeah, and, and you need to, man. I tell you what, we hey, we will show you a great time. I'm planning on going to as many games as I possibly can. I mean, guys, physically, I will go to as many games as I possibly can. Right? You know, grew up in San Diego, grew up in L.A. area, so I want to go as often as possible. So, absolutely. and I tell you what, the tailgate's undefeated, boys and girls. Tailgate's undefeated. Thunder Alley, baby, Thunder Alley. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, well. I'm Andrew. We got Coach Defense. And uh, thank you for joining. Thank you. Bye-bye.